New, new, new black, new, new black Wall Street book club. Evan Jefferson, brother, much love. Educating, elevating, because in knowledge is the power and we'll never give it up. <laughs> Literature is for the masses. Where to put your money down the how to watch your assets. Yeah, uplifting others is a passion. My brother Evan, he will turn it into action. New Black Wall Street Book Club. You should come read with come us. Read with us. Yeah, we comprehend and discuss. Yeah. If we all just come together, there's no limit for there's us. No limit for us. <laughs> Here comes your host, New Black Wall Street. Evan, take it away. New Black Wall Street Book Club. Welcome to the New Black Wall Street Book Club, where black folk do read. If you put it in a book, we absolutely will find it. I'm your host, ERGJ, your certified financial educator, CEO of ERGJ Enterprises, ERGJ Black Bazaar, and international best selling author of the book. The Black Billionaires Club. It's a study of black wealth. It's a study of the 12 richest black people in the world today and how they built their wealth. And I just believe that if you want to be wealthy, you should study wealthy people. We can find that book by going to the website www.theblackbillionairesclub.com www.theblackbillionairesclub.com You'll find that link in the description above or below. greatest skill a millionaire can possess what is the greatest skill a millionaire can possess if it is not luck intelligence contacts or connections talent persistence or hard work what is the magic ingredient the extraordinary principle that is required prior to rejoining the ranks of the 35,000 African Americans who've attained millionaire status as I shared during my presentation I decided to write this book for two main reasons uh, the first reason is that I sincerely believe that each of us has the, an innate uh, responsibility to share those ideals and values that produce positive results, not only in our own life, but in the lives of others. Years ago, I started seeking highly successful men and women who were generous with their time and who openly shared the belief system and philosophy that empowered them to reach their full potential. As I adopted these attitudes and disciplines and made them a consistent part of my life, as I adopted these attitudes and disciplines and made them a consistent part of my life, as I adopted these attitudes and disciplines and made them a consistent part of my life. Now, let me stop there for just a second because we ain't really got into all of what these attitudes and these disciplines are, but along with that attitude and discipline, another key word is consistent. See, some of us, we, uh, we bring these things in on a part-time basis and we get part-time results. Or what happens if you become consistent in the disciplines that you know you should adopt while at the same time dropping the disciplines and attitudes that you know you need to get rid of or develop from, and you do it on a consistent basis. See, here's the reason why we're not getting consistent results because we're not consistent in those things that bring the great results. Is that making any sense to anybody? So I think a key word for some of us this year is just get consistent in doing the things that you know you should do. Get consistent in acting the way that you know you should act. Get consistent in responding the way that you know you should respond. Matter of fact, I posted a, a meme uh, earlier today that talked. I was talking about social media maturity and how I've even become more mature and just simply not responding to some stuff. Because sometimes when you respond, 
you begin to actually, you begin to put yourself or ingratiate yourself as something that was never intended for you in the first place. And now you're going back and forth on some stuff on social media, by the way, uh, on philosophy or thought process or something like that. And the next thing you know is 20 minutes done went by. And y'all both are trying to trying to outdo another to show who's right and who's wrong. That is a waste of time. And that same 13 minutes that you wasted, I actually used to increase my portfolio, to make better relationships, to find another sale or something like that. So you got to ask yourself, what am I going to do with my time? Because 24 hours is all each and every one of us got. But how you use your 24 hours? How you decide to use your 24 hours, that makes the difference in the results that you get. And we live in a results-oriented world, right? Jesus was walking by this, uh, this, this, uh, this tree one time, and a tree is supposed to bear fruit, and a tree didn't bear fruit. So Jesus said, this wicked tree, it's not doing what it's supposed to do. Let's cast this thing out into the sea. Now, if Jesus, the same, uh, the same, uh, this, the same uh, deity, were to come across your life and look at what you're doing, would he say that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing? You're bearing fruit in the area you're supposed to be bearing fruit, or would he say the same thing? This wicked sister, this wicked brother, they're not bearing fruit. Let's cast this brother or sister into the sea. As I adopted these attitudes and disciplines and made them a consistent part of my life, I began to experience extraordinary results. Each of us has a song to sing, and the wealth choice is a part of my song. Whether teaching these principles or interacting with my readers, I experience a strong sense of purpose whenever the topic revolves around wealth creation and prosperity. So in short, to whom much has been given, much is required. And second, Countless books have been written on every facet of financial success. What I, why, why did I feel compelled to add to this seemingly endless stream? Well, frankly, each book I've read revealed a different aspect regarding the art of financial fulfillment. Remarkably, all too often, it is the smallest detail or distinction that spells the difference between success and failure, or in this case, haves and have nots. Ironically, an assuming writer can share thoughts on a different, difficult subject in a manner that literally flips a switch in a reader's mind and alters his or her life forever. It is my hope that I am that writer. Who knows where this book will be decades from now? The ideas that I am about to discuss will never change. These ideals are built on natural law. Regardless of whose hands this book falls into or whose eyes glance over these words a century from now, this simple volume will still serve its purpose. So it's with a deep sense of faith and responsibility that I offer my thoughts. We live in a strange and fast moving world. Each day a new and different voice is heard preaching his or her own brand of happiness and financial attainment. As you digest the next story, I suggest that you take good notes. This example will provide the key that will unlock the door to your hopes of financial empowerment. Everybody put in the console, take good notes. Now here's the deal. Uh, I don't know what you might be watching on this morning, if you're watching us live or if you catch the replay, whether it be your uh, laptop, your phone, more than likely probably your mobile phone or, or your PC. Uh, here's how I would take notes. I would just simply type in the comments below anything that came to me. You know why? Because you typing it is, a, is like a mental note on your brain. You're just putting it out. 
Now, some of you guys might have a piece of paper, a journal. I'm not. I didn't prep you for it, so you know you might not. So anytime you, something you hear and it speaks to you, just go ahead and type it in the comments below. Uh, that's just you making a. That's you etching a mental note on your brain, on in your soul. You're getting it out and you said that spoke to me, and you just type it in the comments below. Okay, that's what I would do. That's just a recommendation. You do what you want. We live in poverty. We lived in poverty, but poverty never lived in us. That's the next section. We lived in poverty, but poverty never lived in us. Everyone has a story to tell. Few stories, however, proved to be as profound and inspirational as Ken Brown's. This restauranteur is a messenger of hope who inspires others to rely on their faith, integrity, and discipline as they search for the strength to withstand the most difficult times. As a child growing up in the inner city of Chicago, Brown knows firsthand what it means to lose everything, including the house you call home. His family faced financial hardship during a harrowing period in which they were ev evicted 10 times, twice in one year, and added to the city's welfare, welfare roles. In spite of it all, Brown's parents, who had five children under the age of, uh, uh, under the age of eight, were still in their teens, passed on a message of hope. His young father worked as a chef at Chicago's trendy Hyde Park Hilton Hotel, and he stressed the importance of commitment and a solid work ethic. His personal lack of a formal education shaped the dream where somehow, some way, his children would earn a college degree and forge their own way. I'm the product of two teenage parents, Brown told me, as we dined in a Detroit hotel. Together, they drilled that a sense of belief is the roadmap out of poverty. Though I heard, I've heard parents tell their children, we were, you were an accident or you'll never amount to much, there was no such negativity in our home. Sometimes we lacked the bare necessities, food and shelter and clothing. One Christmas morning, our neighbor allowed us to run an extension cord through her kitchen window in order for my mother to, that my mother could prepare breakfast on a hot plate. Nonetheless, my parents never wavered in their faith. My childhood was infused with positive confession clutching our coat collars against our necks to keep warm. But my mother would state, this is not the end. There's a reason why you were born. God has something bigger planned for your life. Everybody put in comments, oh, this is not the end. This is not the end. Wherever you are right now this morning, as you are woken up on whether it was the right side or the wrong side of the bed, it's still not the end. No matter whether you have a success right now or you find yourself in states of failure in your life right now, it still is not the end. God has something bigger planned for your life. Just keep living. <laughs> Through their words and deeds, Brown's mother and father immersed their children in a living testimony that professed that anyone can achieve his dream in spite of humbling begin humble beginnings. If only he defines his purpose and places his faith in the Almighty. The importance of hope grew even as Brown's financial condition continued to crumble. I'll never forget the day that I arrived home from school and I saw all of our belongings thrown in the street. I was beyond embarrassed. I tried to come to terms with our poverty, but I couldn't. How my parents scrounged up enough money to find another place, I will never know. Though I wasn't fully aware of our dilemma, I knew we were losing ground financially. It seemed as if we were always behind on the rent and utilities, not to mention there was never enough to eat. One night in the middle of dinner, our kitchen lights began to flicker. We didn't know what was going on. Moments later, the room went dark. 
The electric company cut off our power. I glanced out the window and peered at our neighbor's home. The lights from their living room could be seen through our curtains. It was at this point that my mother confessed that she hadn't made the utility payments in three months. And we sat in the dark, in the dark, picking out our food. I was too worn out to cry. I shook my head and questioned what would be next. That was the lowest point in my life. It was at this fork in the road that Brown was taught was taught a life-changing lesson. His mother, trying her best to free and shelter her children from the seductive nature of a vice-like grip of poverty, instructed so social workers in the Department of Family and Children's Services to close her case and stop sending additional welfare checks. Brown remembers this bold move. In spite of instability, she said, I would not allow my children to develop a welfare mentality. Without two nickels to rub together, my mother still held to her standards. Brown's mother understood and internalized a key element of wealth that even today many fail to grasp. She knew that wealth is not now, nor has it ever been, tied to the physical assets we see, we seek, or desire, but to the vast untapped potential of creative thinking. Let me repeat that again for the people in the back. Wealth is not now, nor has it ever been, tied to the physical assets that we see, that we seek, or that we desire, but it's tied to the vast untapped potential of creative thinking. I want you guys to understand this morning that each and every one that's watching here today, no matter where you find yourself, there is still a, a, a vast source of untapped potential in your life. You, Shiro, have so much untapped potential. You, Jennifer Almanor, you have so much untapped potential. Even my star student, brother Antoine Lowry, is in the house and doing all the things he's doing out there in South Carolina. He even still has untapped potential. Myself, I realize. No matter how much I do today, no matter how much I make, no matter how well today goes, I still have so much untapped potential. So one of my goals is to release as much of the untapped potential as I can, knowing, even knowing that, no matter how much is released out into this universe, no matter how much is realized from the concepts of my creative thinking that I bring into reality, there's a uh, there's a there's a never-ending source that continues to fill me with untapped potential. So I can always come back to the source to get more power. You understand what I'm saying to you this morning? Untapped potential. Woo! <laughs> it's getting hot in here. <laughs> it's getting hot. <laughs> she knew the strongest. She knew the strongest force known to humankind. This one was more than aware of the power that can carry each of us from the deepest depths of poverty to the highest ranks of prosperity, from lack and ridicule and humiliation to wealth, respect and influence. Brown's mother was conscious of the power that turns stumbling blocks into stepping stones. She knew of a source that has been known to propel humanity from the slums and ghettos of the world to the grandest level of, of grace and grandeur and distinction. She knew that each of us is the architect of our own future. And now she was about to share this idea 
with her son. She's about to share this idea with her son. The architect, everybody put in the comments, so I'm the architect of my future. I'm the architect. So when you start architect, what, what does the architect do? An architect begins to design, begins to, uh, be, begins to map out in a sense. An architect begin, is designing something. And so if you were going to build a house, you're going to start with the architect. So you know, you take, so you tell him what do you want the house to look like, well, how many rooms you want, where you want stuff to be, and he begins to sketch out a blueprint. It's the that's the blueprint before it gets built. You have the vision, the architect makes the vision become into a blueprint. Then the engineers go out and build, right? Go build and construct what the architect designed. Well, you are the architect of your future. And I'm about to ask you right now as you start thinking about where you're going. What are you designing for your life? What have you decided to say? You know what? It's no longer about what them say and what they do and what the government does and all this stuff that's outside of me. What am I doing about my own life? You're the architect. You're the architect of your future. A quick word from our sponsor. Don't just buy black, decorate black. ERGJ Black Bazaar is the Afrocentric marketplace, and we specialize in urban home decor. Anything from shower sets to wall tapestries to duvet cover sets, you can decorate your entire home with original black art-inspired gifts. Check us out at www.ergjblackbazaar.com, www.ergjblackbazaar.com. ERGJ Black Bazaar, the Afrocentric marketplace. We make group economics easy. The war on poverty. How to win the war on poverty. New Black Wall Street Book Club. Let's read. The greatest fallacy known to humanity is the necessity of poverty. Far too many have succumbed to the erroneous notion that some of us are destined to be rich while others, conversely, are preordained to be poor. Nothing could be further from the truth. A poverty, want, or lack has never commanded a place in the Creator's plan for humanity. The Almighty never placed the vast multitudes on earth in order that we, you and I, haggle over a limited supply. The need not to be a poor person on the planet, there need not be a poor person on the planet. The earth is replete with resources that we have yet to tap. As a result, we grow comfortable with our lack in the midst of prosperity and opportunity. How many guys can honestly say at a point in time in your life, obviously not today, that you found yourself growing comfortable in poverty, growing comfortable with not enough, growing comfortable with lack, growing comfortable with want? Everybody put in the comments, oh, not today. Not today. <laughs> that that might have been yesterday, right? But not today, right? Might have been last night, but not today. Financial riches are lying everywhere, waiting for the observant to discover them. Wealth begins in the mind, and those who are hostile to it will never possess it. Seated at her edge of his bed, Brown's mother shared her impressions of knowledge and wealth uh, um, and knowledge of wealth and poverty. 
though life as a have-not was all she had ever known. She told her son that wealth would forever elude his grasp until he came to grips with the root cause of poverty. She admonished her son to incorporate the following thoughts into his spirit. And right now we're about to grab Miss Brown's, Mama Brown's thoughts. Mama Brown's thoughts to her son that he she wanted him to incorporate. And I want you to really listen to this and take this in, especially your, your parents out there. Hopefully you share some of this stuff with your kids. If not, you'll share it with them today. She said, be an optimist. Seize the moment. Live today to the fullest. Whatever good you desire is yours, but you must stretch forth your hand and take it. Success occurs by choice, not chance. Life has no limits except the boundaries that you set. That was her first admonition to her son. I'll read it again. Be an optimist. Seize the moment. Live today to the fullest. Whatever good you desire is yours, but you must stretch forth your hand and take it. Success occurs by choice, not by chance. Life has no limits except the boundaries that you set. And there's five of these here, but I'm going to do one more and then we'll pick it up tomorrow. Her second admonition to her son, while she was dead broke physically, but she was rich in spirit. Everybody put it also rich in spirit. She was rich in spirit. We've been blessed by an almighty God who, is a, who has a gentle heart. If this were not so, you and I would, not, would have been gone a long time ago. Blessings occur each and every day in ways that we rarely notice. God exists within each of us. We all share a common humanity. Love yourself, whatever faults you possess, and love the world, no matter how bad it seems. That is a big one. Be grateful not for the hardship, but for the character it built in you. Every challenge provides you with the opportunity to rise above your circumstances. Each of us is far richer than we realize. You and I are better than we've ever dreamed. This is the New Black Wall Street Book Club, where black folk do read. If you put in a book, we absolutely will find it. And I'm your host, ERGJ, your certified financial educator, and we invite you to join the Black Billionaires Club. Get connected with brothers and sisters who are serious about winning with money, serious about success, and super serious about helping you to accomplish your goals and to build your dreams. Check out the website at www.theblackbillionairesclub.com, www.theblackbillionairesclub.com. You can find that link in the description above or below. Make a decision to change the rest of your life. We'd ask that you would subscribe and support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help us sustain future episodes to improve financial literacy within our community and ultimately to help us to build the School of Wealth, to build an institution that will teach the next generation about money and your small monthly contribution can make all the difference. Well, says, well, we want to say thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the New Black Wall Street Book Club. We want you to remember this, that it takes a village and it starts with us. Let's build as we climb together. We all we got people. And thank God that that's more than enough. Until next episode, you know what time it is, Mr. DJ.
hit the music. New, new, new black, new. It's the new black Wall Street book club. Wall Street. <laughs> With your host, Evan Jefferson. Evan Jefferson. It's time for us to go. Yeah. Now you ain't got a little computer, but we encourage you to get out there and learn and apply all the things you learn at the new black Wall Street. Book club, book club. <laughs> yeah. New Black Wall Street.